welcome you into the spotlight. Thanks so much for joining us. My name is Drew Brent. If you're in the market to buy or sell your home, give us a call today. It's 479-968-5668 or cruise on over to RussellvilleLiving.com. There is no need for pleasantries today. He is the Honorable Mayor of Russellville. His name is Richard Harris. Mayor Harris, the third time's a charm. Welcome back, sir. Well, good afternoon. Thank you for having me this afternoon. You know, Mayor, I, would, I wanted to tell you um, that the people who come on this show three or more times generally get a gold-plated diamond ring but that policy doesn't start until monday and so i'm sorry that you uh, i'm sorry that you missed out on that well you know there was a saturday night live episode where if you hosted saturday night live for five times you know you got this nice robe and you became this exquisite club or this exclusive club yes so you know if you get that that going then maybe maybe you can get me involved with that well see danielle hausnick and um and Rashad Woods are already are already there. Are they? They're actually in the five timers lounge that we have in the building right go. now. So you got <laughs> okay. two more times you can go see what's in there. There you go. Uh, let's let's lead off with something um, that I think most people already know, but we'll lead off with it just to address it. Uh, you made an announcement uh, within the last week that you are not seeking a second term for the office of mayor of Russville. That is correct. That is correct. Um, why? Well, it, it's it's really personal more than anything. You know, I, I really want to emphasize to people, and I tell people this when I talk to them, it has nothing to do with politics. Uh, it has nothing to do with the casino issue. It has nothing to do with anything that's going on in the community right now. You know, I love Russell, and I want Russell to keep moving forward. It really is just a personal choice. Uh, I'm at a point in my life where, uh, you know, when you run for mayor, it's different from getting a job you know, with someone where after a year or so, if you don't like the job, you can quit, move on, or whatever. When you when you run for mayor, you're you're committing to four years. Yeah. And you're committing to the citizens who elected you that I'm going to serve for my term of four years, and uh, that's just a big commitment for me right now. You know, I've done the uh, I'm glad we'll finish out the four years, and I hope I finish on a positive note. But uh, the commitment of another four years right now at this time in my life just it just really is not where I want to be. I think there's other things that I that I want to do while I'm young enough to do them. And uh, so that's that's really what it's about. You know, it's interesting that you mentioned that too, because so many times I don't think people understand or take into consideration the fact that when you are elected, you are committing to four, sometimes six years of your life, depending on what office that you win. When you walked in on your first day versus now, how much did you not know? Oh, a lot, a lot. I mean, I, I obviously bring in a set of, and everyone who comes in this position like this, they bring in a set of skills and knowledge based upon their life experiences and work experiences, and I, and the same here. But, uh, you know, running a city is a little bit different because of the, uh, yeah, basically I have 29,000 people who, who, you know, I have to give time to and I have to give consideration of who have input and thoughts on how they want their city to run, uh, which is a little bit different from a corporation, mm -hmm. which you have a city of, of stakeholders and a board you got to uh, deal with. So there a lot to learn uh, there. Um, you know, you use the tools that you bring into the job, but then you have to adapt and you have to learn uh, and monitor the situation you're in and then adjust accordingly. And, and uh, I feel like I've done that pretty well. Uh, the the last mayor of Russellville to serve more than one consecutive term was Ray Turner back in the early 2000s. And she was a part-time mayor. Right, right. Uh, who was the first full-time mayor? Uh, is either Cor I don't think it was Corliss. It's either Corliss or... Uh, Tyron. Bill 
Corliss. Yes. <laughs> Corliss has never been a mayor. Tyrone, it was either Tyrone, I think it was Tyrone. Uh, and then Bill Eaton was after that, and he was full-time. I believe it was Tyrone. Okay. So the, um, so the question is this. In the early 2000s, we have two terms of Ray Turner, and then we have Mr. Eaton, the late Mr. Williamson, Mr. Horton, now yourself, and I feel like I'm leaving somebody out there. That's pretty much it. There's um, been four mayors. And once I finished, there will have been four mayors at one term apiece, 16 years. Does that hurt the consistency of the city when we don't have mayors who serve more than one term? It definitely does. It definitely does. And I've, I've visited with my council or my, my department heads about this very issue uh, because every time a new mayor comes in, they have a new set of priorities and a new, a different management style, a new set of expectations. And so all the department heads get cycled. Now they, to their credit, they have learned to adapt. Mm -hmm. And uh, so they're they're kind of chameleons. They can they can adapt to whatever situation they're in. But it it does affect you know when you've got some continuity, you've got some progress that's being made. A new mayor comes in with a different set of priorities. It changes direction of the city. It changes the culture in which the organizations work, and so it does affect them. Uh, I, I actually have considered and had some discussions about uh, a city manager form of government for Russellville to provide that continuity. And, and it, I, I visited with some friends of mine from Frisco, Texas. Yeah. I don't know if you know anything about Frisco, Texas, but it has grown so much over the last 20 years. You know, uh, Toyota's headquarters are there. Mm -hmm. The Dallas Cowboys practice fields there. They have sports venues. They have a lot of things. But they've had a city manager uh, form of government. So as the politicians change out, they've got one person there that's that's continuing the progress, that's making sure the city's still moving in the same direction. And, uh, you know, I see a lot of validity to that. Now, is Russell ready for that? Uh, I don't know the answer to that. And, and it would be a city, it's not some, it's something the citizens would have to decide on, but it would certainly alleviate some of the um, incontinuity, if you will, of uh, different mayors coming in from time to time. Let's talk about your term in its totality. I have said this to you privately, and I and I think I've said this publicly. I'm not sure that there has ever been a mayor in the in the history of the city of Russellville, who, when they came into office, took on as much as you did, even in the first year. The first year we had the flood, you had the casino issue. You get out of that, you're able to navigate that first year, and then the next two years we've been in the middle of a pandemic. So your term will likely go down historically as being among the most unorthodox <laughs> of any of the mayors that we've had previously. How do you navigate those challenges and compare it to the, the progress that the city has made in spite of them? Well, it's just another reason for me to step aside because then we get a new mayor in and get rid of all these issues <laughs> that I've created over the last two years or last four years. But, uh, you know, you just have to put your, I tell people, you just have to put your nose to the wind, you know, uh, and, and keep moving forward uh, when the issues pop up. And, you know, I, I don't know that I've addressed every one of those issues uh, uh, perfectly, uh, but I've tried to address them as best I can and uh, just keep pushing forward and then also run the city, run the city uh, while you're doing it. You can't stop the city. You can't stop the progress that you want to make within the city uh, just because there's an emergent issue that comes up. So you just have to keep moving forward as best you can. Uh, put the pieces in place that can keep uh, moving in the direction you want to move. 
while you're dealing with these issues. And uh, I think we've done a pretty good job uh, of that over the last uh, three years. So when I look at where we are as a city now and the things that we're doing versus where we were a year, three years ago, I think we're much further ahead than we were then. Let's talk about something you just said. You said, you know, that even in an emergent situation, um, the business of the city can't stop. I would argue that some in the state would believe that an emergent situation is um, an election year. And there are times when, in the midst of an election year, um, politicians across the country seem to stop the work of the people to start the work of the candidate. How do you, as you're transitioning out of this office, keep not only the council in uh, in focus, but how do you how do you finish out this term strong, despite the fact that you're in the middle of an election year? Well, I've had actually had someone tell me the other day they wish they hadn't I hadn't announced so early because it's going to make me a lame duck, and and I and I honestly said I'm not worried about that, and and a couple reasons. One is I've got a council that is. I think it's a great council. We don't always agree, but I think it's a great council. And I know that the council I have is not going to say, well, Mayor, you're not going to be here next year. So therefore, we're not going to listen to you. They're a council that works together because they see what's best for the community. And they're willing to get in there and dialogue and try to make a determination on what to do. So I'm not worried about the council at all. You know, uh, next year, four of my council, four of the eight council members are probably going to be new anyway. And so, you know, from that perspective, we've got a we've got a lame duck council for for the most part. Uh, but I think we've got a direction that we're going that's going to keep that that will uh, continue. That we're focused. We've made progress. We're going to continue making progress. And I think they'll stay focused on that. As far as myself, the fact that I'm not running for office, I think will allow me to stay focused on the job at hand. And I can let the politics of whoever's running uh, speak for themselves and run for themselves. And I can just focus on the city. Because I, honestly, I don't want my last year to be, well, you know, the mayor was absent, you know, for the last 365 days of his term. I really want to finish on a strong note. So I'm going to stay focused on what I'm doing. And I'll let the politics work out for themselves. So does it take a little pressure off of you to know, you know, hey, in this, in, in this last year, instead of, uh, you know, stating it's a lame duck year, more or less, it's a this is a throttle, a throttle down kind of full tilt boogie year. It kind of is. It really kind of is, uh, you know, and, and, and it's kind of a balancing act for me a little bit. You know, I was in a meeting this morning and we were talking about economic development in our community and where we need to do some things we needed to, to implement. And I'm pushing really hard on that because I want that to, to get that on solid ground this year while I'm still in office. But, you know, there comes a point where in the discussions, when they talk about next year and the year after, I have to just kind of back out of the discussion because I can only do what I can do this year. And then beyond that, it's not gonna be out of my control. And I don't wanna get invested in something that's gonna be beyond my tenure as a mayor that uh, may not be uh, supported by the next administration. So uh, there is, it's gonna be a little bit of a balancing act. Like I said, we'll go full throttle this year and we're gonna put some things in place this year that I think will carry us forward. But I have to, I have to find that point where I stop and say, I, I can't really add anything beyond that point. Uh, you said a couple of times that, hey, I feel like we've got some things going that are 
really exciting. I think this council is moving in a very positive direction. Tell us, Mayor, what are the things that you're talking about that are moving forward that you think are exciting and what can we look forward to in 2022? Well, you know, we can always talk about infrastructure. Uh, you know, once it's sales tax provided uh, an influx of money into the into the city that we're using for parks and recs and, and infrastructure and things like that, thing that I'm really most excited about right now is working with the Alliance and the Chamber of Commerce, Arkansas Tech University on workforce development for our community uh, as part of an economic overall economic development package. And we're putting some things in place. We presented to the council uh, Tuesday night in the agenda prep meeting some considerations for financing out of the economic development dollars uh, a salary person to go out and work with the schools and help with workforce development and the council's on board with that. So that's part of a program that we're going to keep pushing forward. And as I said, we just had our economic development study completed by Ted Abernathy. It came in, I think, late last year, fourth quarter of last year. And so we met this morning to actually talk about that study and some of the actions in that study and what we can do for our community to to move forward. And so right now we're in a brainstorming stage. We're looking at uh, some of the actions to put in place. And those are kind of things that I think uh, I'm excited about this year. And I know the council is, is uh, everyone wants economic development and the council's excited. And, and the fact that they're willing to support this uh, uh, workforce development effort that the Alliance put on tells me they're going to be more excited to work and support the economic development effort as well. What does the economic development strategy look like long term? Let's go into this year and then and then moving forward. A lot of times when we've talked about economic development in the past, we've talked about spec buildings, talk about industry. Right. Um, and then you walk, you you drive down 64 and you see that Freddy's is opened up. That's that's nice. I love steak burgers. So shout out. But uh, the question becomes, you know, what does that strategy look like overall? Is there a recruitment firm? in place how tell the people about what that strategy overall looks like well and and i'd like to give you more information that really it's about marketing our community right now it's about uh finding out what the needs of the industry are so that we can we can market those we can go after those areas uh it's about um you know uh, building more homes in our community one of the things that the study uh shows is that there's not enough housing in russell but that's not unique to russell that's that's a nationwide issue we're feeling so, that so what can you do to entice uh, uh housing development in your community one of the things i presented to the we presented to the me and my staff presented to the council tuesday was uh an, uh, an ordinance which would uh, uh eliminate the permitting fees for new home construction in the city of russellville for the next 12 months so anyone that would wanted to build a home could come get a permit and would not have to pay the fees. And that's an economic development incentive that we want to try to use to show that we want people to build their houses in Russellville. Uh, so those are the type of things that we're looking at doing to help entice not only home instruction, like I said, with social media and marketing our community a little bit better, taking a look at the buildings that we have available and trying to market those buildings. You know, someone mentioned this morning, Ruby Tuesdays and Dixie Cafe. You know, those are two restaurants that are right on the interstate. And maybe we can do a better job as a community marketing those to try to get some other franchises to come into those those buildings and set up restaurants for our community. So uh, that again, it's 
I'd like to give you a little more detail, but those are some of the areas that we're looking at. Let's talk about marketing strategy. Clearly, I'm a marketing guy, so it's something that interests me. When you say we want to market the community better, what is that strategy look like? What are we saying to potential clients? Well, I think what we need to do is we need to tell our story better of who Russell is. And, and, and I think Christy Graham has done a really good job uh, in trying to market us as an outdoor community. And I really think that's kind of what we are right now and, and what we will continue to be. So we need a message that we need to put that together in a really concise message so that the Chamber of Commerce is saying that, that uh, A&P is saying that, that the city of Russell is saying that. So it's united, we're all sending in the same message. Uh, I'm not a marketing person. So I kind of conceptually get what we need to do, but how to make that happen uh, is not something that, it's not my forte, so I'll be looking to others to help us pull that together and make that happen. Uh, but we also need to reach out to industries and uh, uh, developers, uh, commercial developers outside of our community and tell them our story a little bit better than we have in the past. We're visiting with Mayor Richard Harris right here on the spotlight. If you're in the market to buy or sell your home or even build your home, as Mayor was talking about, you should still buy or sell with us. Give us a call today, 479-968-5668. Cruise on over to RussellvilleLiving.com. One of our agents is always ready, willing, and able to serve you. Mayor, um, you mentioned at the top of the show, this is the last year for you. As you reflect on the last four years, the last three years, what are the biggest wins for this community in your view? I think to me, the biggest win that we've had and it occurred in 2020 when we passed the one cent sales tax, because that reinforced that the citizens of Russell believe in what we're doing and trying to improve the infrastructure of our community. And without the infrastructure in our community, you, we can't sell this community. If we don't have good roads to drive on, if we don't have trails, if we got you know flooding going in our community, you can't sell this community outside uh, outside of the city limits. And those that are inside of the city limits are not gonna be happy with the quality of the product they've been given. So to me, that was a huge win for us uh, as a community, as a city, because now we can take those funds and hopefully people are seeing the things that we're doing in the community. We're we're putting more money into paving our roads and trying to fix you know, all the bad roads that we have. We're, we're improving sidewalks and we're building new sidewalks. We're improving the drainage. We've got a couple of big projects coming up that I'm really excited about. One of them is the Knoxville project where we're going to curb and sidewalk the uh, east side of Knoxville from mm. uh, Maine all the way over past the high school to give people in that community some sidewalks to walk on. Uh, it'll prove the looks and aesthetics of that area. You know, we're gonna finish the schoolhouse trail and, and hopefully this year we'll start the downtown streetscape project. That's Those are my three priorities uh, for this year. Streetscape project, by the way, is the one that is going to basically revamp all of the infrastructure downtown. Is that correct? That's right. That's right. And and that project has been delayed and delayed. I was I was working on my state of the city for 2022, and I looked at my notes from 2021, and I said in 2021 that we would be starting that project last year. Well, it didn't get started. So uh, I fully expect that project to start this year. But yes, we're going to be tearing up the streets downtown, and we have to do that because we have to replace the water and sewer lines that are aged in those areas. And while we got it torn up, we'll just go ahead and fix it back up. We want to take all the overhead lines, put them underground so there's no overhead lines in the, in the area, and then we're going to uh, build it back, 
better sidewalks, uh, you know, better streetscape with landscaping, lights in the downtown area. I think it's something that people are really proud of. Very expensive project, very expensive. And if you want the full financial breakdown of that, you can always look on the City of Russellville's website. Also, Jimmy Street came in and did a spotlight on this a couple of months ago. You can check that out back in the archives. Right, Jimmy's very involved with this. Mm -hmm. And he, he was breaking this whole thing down. One thing that I thought was interesting about that project, too, that he mentioned was the underground lines, the power lines that are going to be moving underground. That You know, you talk about that from a beautification standpoint. It looks great, but from the practicality standpoint, it is so much more efficient. It will be problematic to get through downtown for what 12 18 months give or take or? right exactly it's gonna take a while to do that project but once it's done it's it's going to look fantastic so here's the here's what you got to think of it will be painful and uh, no doubts and we need to do what best we can to protect our businesses downtown but I went to Franklin Tennessee uh, my first year in office to look at their downtown area and, and we had a guy that was kind of walking us through all this and one thing she said really struck out to me because they did all this probably in 1960 something, mm -hmm. okay? And, and she said the, the investment they made 50 years ago, they're seeing the benefit of today. And so we gotta think long-term in this community. So yes, it's gonna be painful for 12 to 18 months downtown, and it's not gonna be pretty, and people are gonna get frustrated. But if we'll look that you know the next generation of people that live in Russellville, they're gonna thank us for having made that investment in 2022. I'm going to ask you a question now that, that might make you think, Mayor. So far, you've been ready for me on everything, but let me ask you this one. I'm winging it. <laughs> let me ask you this one. Without mentioning specific names, give me the qualities of the person who would be the ideal candidate for next Mayor of Russellville. Well, I, you know, I, and again, this is going to be a little bit selfish. I, I'd like to see someone uh, that has some of the skill sets that I brought in. Uh, and those skill sets are, you know, just focus on process. Process, prioritization, uh, and structure. You know, that's the, that, those are my strengths. Uh, I was thinking earlier because I was visiting with uh, Phyllis Carruth, and we were talking about her husband who was the mayor at one time. And you know, I think about the qualities that he brought into the when he was mayor. And he's a businessman, so he brings in a different set of qualities than I do. I'm not a right. businessman. You know, he brings in you know uh, uh, economic thought processes, you know, cost cost benefit analysis and things like that. So. Um, so there's there's something to be said for, for many types, but I, I really think I'd like to see some continuity in, uh, in in moving forward in relation to what we've done, the the culture that we put in the city right now for serving the citizens, the quality of the products we deliver, the timeliness we deliver, and the method in which we deliver those. I'd like to see that. I really would like to see that continue. Um, and then beyond that, it's really going to be up to the citizens to decide who they want. They may want to go. They may want to go in a different, totally different direction, and they may want uh, uh, than, than what I've provided over the last three years. Uh, they may want to, and, and that's and that's fine. But uh, you know, I'd like. And but the main thing I would think I would like for the next mayor not to have an agenda, a, a personal agenda. I would like for the next mayor to come in and say, what do the people of this community want, and how can I provide that? When did you decide? This is it. To not run, mm -hmm. you know, I had I had uh, made a decision uh, earlier last year that I would run for for mayor again, uh, but I never really had a peace with that decision. Uh, I was con constantly conflicted. Uh, but uh, sometime late last year, and it was toward the end of the year, 
uh, I, I just made a decision. I, I think God kind of spoke to me and, and said, you know, you don't, you don't need to do this anymore. And so, uh, so I made the decision. I talked to my wife and told her that I wasn't going to run. And, and, uh, and, and I've had such peace since then that I know this is the right decision for me. So, um, so it was late last year. Let's talk about something you just mentioned. You said, you know, I'm in, I, I talked to my wife and said this was, uh, this was what this was going to do. I didn't want to run anymore. The life of a mayor's family can be difficult at times. Were they relieved to know that you weren't, you weren't going to seek a second term? I think my wife is probably a little relieved. Now she wants to know what are you going to do next because she doesn't want me sitting around all day. Right. And, you know, <laughs> she wants me out doing. You need something. to get out of the house a little bit, yeah, right? Yeah, she's she's. Uh, I say I tell I kid her that she's kind of the reluctant first lady. Uh, you know, uh, my wife is a private person mm. and she likes to keep things private. And when her her husband's out in the middle of the you know, as a mayor and in the middle of everything uh, and the criticism and all that stuff, that's really hard for her to take. So I think from that perspective, I think she's she's certainly pleased that I'm not going to be involved with that anymore. But she also said something the other day when we were talking about who might run, uh, you know, to take my place. She kind of jokingly said, well, maybe you just need to run, you know, and, and I know she was kidding, but I do think that she kind of you know, she kind of believes in what I what I stand for and what I've done over the last few years. When, let, let me let me ask again though the, the the family aspect of it. There is there is a little bit of added pressure being part of the mayor's family, isn't there? Yeah, there is. There is. It's hard. My kids, uh, you know, they're all grown and they're gone. But they they and, and I think they've kind of become used to it a little bit. But the first year or two, the the criticism that uh that i got especially on social media uh they took that to heart you know this is their dad sure. and uh and they just didn't like seeing that and they wanted to they wanted to uh um retaliate you know they wanted to lash out you know and i, and I continued to tell them that it's not your fight it's not your issue you know you just you just ignore it as best you can and move on so uh it, it's it is different now you know uh Depending on the mayor, depending on the circumstances, I sure. came in. I came in having defeated an incumbent. So there and and so I automatically had 50% of the population who didn't like me, right? right. And uh, you know the next mayor won't have that issue. The next mayor will come in running for an open seat, and so uh, I think it'll be a little bit easier then. The casino issue has been a largely worked, you know, resolved to a large extent. It's not done yet. Uh, but you know that's been that's kind of old news now. So I think the new mayor will come in uh, probably with a little less baggage than I did when I came into office, and I think that's going to help them as well. This might be a personal question, but did you take any of the criticism personally? Uh, you know, I didn't at first. Well, I tell you what happened uh, the first year in office. Um, I, I did take a lot of it personally. I did I did question myself quite a bit. Uh, about you know some of the directions that I had and some of the things that I thought the community wanted, but 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 it all came back around in uh, 2020 when we had the uh, spring election, and the voters rejected the bond for the casino and they and they rejected a lot of the uh, corn court members who had supported the casino and did all that. When all that happened, you know, it kind of validated to me that yeah, the citizens of Russell still want what they said they wanted back in 2019, 2018 when they voted me, voted me in. It's just that, you know, the people that really support, you know, the, the stance that I have on issues, uh, these are the people that get up in the morning and they go to work 
and they figure, they fix their children's breakfast, they go to work, they come home and they, they take them to soccer practice and they get them ready for bed and they live in their lives and they just expect the politicians that they elected in office to do what they told them they'd do. And, uh, you know, a lot of the noise that you see on social media is people that, uh, for whatever reason, have the time and energy to get out there and lash out. But, uh, but I've, I've come to recognize that the people that support me are the people who are living their lives and, and they just don't put up with that nonsense or they don't have time for a lot of that nonsense. When, when the noise starts to rumble, does it distract you and the council um, at any point or is it just something that almost like, a, almost like an athlete, you just kind of have to tune the crowd out? Yeah, I think it's just a matter of your own con convictions. Uh, you know, obviously, if uh, if we're going to build a road to the middle of the neighborhood and there's a lot of noise in that, against that, you got to listen to that. Sure. But if it's just you know banter about you know this issue or this issue, you just have to kind of tune it out to a large extent and just and go with your convictions. You know, if you don't, and I, I shared this with someone the other day, you have to be convicted in what you're doing, mm -hmm. and you have to move forward with that conviction. If, otherwise, you will get cycled and you will get jerked around and you will get put out there and you're not certain which way to go. But if you'll just stay with your conviction, right or wrong, you, you know, you, you, you can have peace with that. We're wrapping up here, Mayor. What's the most exciting thing about 2022 for you? I'm interested to see how the, who, who runs for mayor and how that process goes. We've got, <laughs> we've got uh, like I said, probably about four council members uh, positions that are coming open. Uh, that's gonna be exciting. It's gonna be, a nice, it's gonna be an interesting election year, I think, for our community. There's some, gonna be some contested races and, and that's gonna be good to see. But I, again, that's gonna be kind of background noise for me. I'm just gonna be focusing on trying to do, uh, what, continue doing what we've been doing and try to get some things in place before I leave office at the end of the year. Where are you going to be election night? Probably at home. <laughs> Not going to headquarters? Not or, going to the headquarters this or year. Or the old bank or anything Not like that? Not going to do any of that. All so. right. Well, Mayor Harris, we're going to have to do it at least one more time before the term's up. i right? got to get in the five club, right? Five. You, well, we got to do it at least two more times then. <laughs> oh, no, you were, on the, you were on the radio side too, weren't you? Yeah, this is this is number four. One oh, is more it? time is okay. One more time is it? We'll get you. We'll get you the jacket and the whole bit. There you go. There Alrighty, you go. Mayor Harris. Thanks so much, and thank you for joining us today on the spotlight. If you're in the market to buy or sell your home, give us a call today. It's four seven nine nine six eight five six six eight. We'll see you right back here next time.